Hello world and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer and you are listening to the podcast Coulda Woulda Shoulda where I focus on not living in regret and forming high functioning habits. I want to inspire you to transform your thoughts for a happier and higher functioning life. We are what we think and we get lost in limiting beliefs. We don't eat well, we don't take charge of our money, manage our commitments and then wonder why we are stressed, overweight, in pain and unhappy with our lives. I haven't met anyone that can't change their mind. That's why I always say, see you on the flip side, as I want to journey with you on coming out the other side. Side of what you might ask? Well, that's up to you. Good morning, world. Shelly Shearer here, and welcome to the show. I want to talk today about self-care. So many things have come up in this last week or two that, uh, that really make this relevant for me. And it's interesting. I've just finished a podcast, and there's nothing about it that I wanted to publish to all of you. I talked about some of this, but I just seemed to have gone off on tangents everywhere and it was just kind of crazy. So a little update, if you've been following the, um, the episodes for the last couple of weeks, you know that I've been talking about high functioning habits that I'm putting in place back into my own life because I'd let a lot of things slip through circumstances. And last weekend we were up at my sister-in-law's property on the Thompson River where our niece got married and it was absolutely lovely. So it was a on-site wedding. So everything had to be brought in. And a couple things. I've talked about, you know, some of my new habits with yoga and rest and diet and drinking. And I succeeded very well. That was very interesting. And so did my husband, which was was really lovely. He's making a real concerted effort. My husband's a bit of a heavy drinker and it's uh, it's causing some issues in his health and our lives. And really the only way I can really help him is to lead by example. And drinking for me, because of his issues, has gotten too frequent. Not a good thing with fibromyalgia when you have, or if you have any sort of arthritis and inflammation issues, because alcohol, you might as well just be drinking straight up white sugar. Um, I enjoy red wine. I enjoy good champagne. There are things in the alcoholic world that I thoroughly enjoy the treat. They cannot be part of my daily life. As well, it's hard on really anybody's body. It's hard on your pocketbook. And it just can cause a lot of depression and it can distract you from your goals. It's pretty easy in the afternoon to say, or in the early evening to say, I'm just going to have a drink. And anything you thought you were going to get accomplished that evening, it's done. Because you now just relax and you're on the couch. That is a good thing sometimes. That is not a good thing five days a week. Okay? So I was pretty happy. One of the things that I did right out of the gate that I do in a lot of areas of my life is I simply didn't pack it. Now, some of you might think to yourself, Well, what happens when you get there and you change your mind? Well, that's sort of one of the the neat things about the way I do things and how I, I particularly operate. I don't keep temptation around me all the time. I have learned in my life that that is not healthy for me. So, you know, pick out foods and treat foods and stuff. I keep the good stuff in the house. I bring in the bad stuff when I've made a decision and a date for the for that treat or when I'm out, you know, whatever that might be. But I do not, like my sister growing up um, with her raising her family, she would go shopping to down to the States or into the bargain places and she would like buy hundreds of dollars at a time of chocolates and candies and snack foods because they were such a great savings. And it's like, oh my gosh, this was $2 instead of 10 yeah, but it might cost you a hundred bucks to find some supplements to deal with the health issues or the weight gain or whatever that's going to be caused by all that crap that's in your house. 
So I really made a concerted effort many years ago. It's always been a, you know, one of my strong habits is do not keep it right where you can get into it all the time. Make it difficult. Just like I talk about when you want good habits, make sure what you're doing is accessible. When you are trying to fight bad habits, remove them. Just do not have them there. Okay. It does at least help make things easier. Now for me, the drinking was, I just didn't pack it. I think Keith packed four beer and he didn't even touch them to the second or third day we were there. That is a huge change for him. For me, I just really just, my body's not being able to handle it. So my reasoning is a little different than him. He's sort of dealing with his health and trying to keep me happy. I have physical things that are going on that say, that give me really strong backup for my decisions. Okay. So it went really well. So I just thought I'd check in with you guys on that one. However, when I got home, my body fell apart. The physical demands of setting up the wedding for our niece, it was 160 people, remote location, you know, it was huge. The aunts and uncles and us, we worked for two solid days straight. And of course, on the day of the wedding, besides the work, there was a whole night of dancing. So yeah, my body gave out. In a way that I have not experienced pain like that in a very long time. I was, I was actually just talking to my husband going, I really actually had to sit him down and saying, honey, this isn't normal. This isn't my everyday pain. It hurts to walk. I can't close my hands. It is affecting my sleep. It is affecting my mood. Um, I've got to deal with this. So I really spent the whole week in a lot of self-care. And that's actually what I want to talk today a lot about because a couple of things have happened not only in my life, but an acquaintance in one of my networking groups put a post on Facebook that really drove that home for me. So this week when we got home, the other thing too, sorry, is the long car ride. So sometimes I just, I explain all this to you in case it can relate in your life, especially if someone isn't as knowledgeable as I am about health and wellness, and you might be wondering what's setting things off for you. Maybe some of the things that I share with you can give you some, some hints to look at. For me with my bad hips, I have a deteriorating hip and my, and my uh, inflammation from my fibro, hips and knees and legs, they ache something terrible and five, six hour car rides are brutal. So we've had a, you know, kind of a summer of back and forth to Penticton, back and forth to the river a couple of times. I'm not really fully recovering before we're off and onto another adventure, which means I actually had to take a look at my schedule and make some changes. I'm supposed to be going away next weekend for another long car drive with the girlfriends. And it's like, no, we're doing a staycay and hitting a spa instead. <laughs> I think that's way better. But these are choices and things that you need to be cognitive of so you can make better habits in your life. Now, the self-care, very frustrating because as well, I had a lot to do this week, a lot of work to catch up on, client stuff. Plus, I've spoken about, about it once or twice. I've got this stinking lawsuit that uh, uh, a narcissistic sociopath that truly, truly believes that he's smarter than the rest of the world took a whole group of us for millions of dollars about 13 years ago and that on we put him in jail you know thank heavens um but the money aspect is still sitting out there and we've got court in two weeks and so there's been a lot of all of it last minute stress things that come to me at night we need these by the morning sorry about this you know we don't have a proper lawyer handling this at this point because of the cost and i really struggle in the evenings when i'm tired and people drop these demands on me I have trouble meeting those demands. I have trouble figuring it out. And the legal stuff is very lost on me. Number stuff, I can see that. It's just a gift. I'm very lucky I can just solve that problem. Some of my issues with my disease is my 
inability to reason things out. My brain capacity, you know, my reasoning ability and my mental capacity is compromised. And it's not a limiting belief that I'm telling myself that. It's a reality that I do not accept, that I work very hard at, ensuring that I'm functioning at my highest level. So I may not accept that that is my fate, but it's still a reality at this point in my life. And to ignore it would be silly. That would be like being an amputee and thinking you can walk around on one leg the rest of your life. No, you either need a a prosthetic or you need crutches or a wheelchair. You have to as well, guys, as much as I talk so much about limiting beliefs and the things we tell ourselves, you do still have to accept the reality of your situations. And that is a big part of why I created high functioning habits because it is about being the best you can be in any situation, not about, you know, taking the world by storm and making a million dollars or that there are coaches and wonderful experienced people out there for that. I'm more way back at the start gate here. Who are you? What do you believe? How can we make a difference? How can we help you become? Because that's the point of life and be the best that you can be. So this week has definitely been frustrating, a lot of anxiety, pain levels off the charts, and a lot of self-care. And by the day three of the self-care, which was seriously cutting into my work day, it was like, I start to beat myself up about it. It's like, I can't keep wasting days like this. I'm barely functioning until noon by the time I've had an ionic foot bath. Lots of times I've got to get into a bathtub, just, excuse me, to soften up my fascia muscles. I couldn't even roll my muscles this week with my little handheld roller. Like you couldn't touch me, couldn't close my hands, couldn't walk on my feet. It was really bad for a few days. And I also have an infrared sauna. These things take time. I am so very grateful I have these modalities at my disposal, but they take time. Now, I'm on Facebook this today. This wasn't even what I wanted to talk about this week. I had something completely else on my mind. And there's this post from this acquaintance from one of my networking groups. She had taken a spill on her mountain bike. She mentioned it at the luncheon we were at a couple of weeks ago. Well, I guess she finally went into the doctor and realized that she has broken a finger and, and uh, tore ligaments in her shoulder. Like fairly, you know, this is kind of fairly serious. That's, that's got to that's gotta rest and, and, uh, and, um, and heal. And the doctors asked her why she waited seven days or whatever it was to come get medical attention. It was her response that really touched me. She explained how she has this limiting belief that she overreacts and is a little bit wimpy and needy and just is exaggerating and it's really not as bad as it is. And so she let herself stay hurt for far too long. And one of the examples she used in her Facebook post, which I'm going to use as well, I'm going to share it, is when you're on an airline, first thing they tell you, here's your exits, here's your life preserver, and if the cabin pressure goes, get your oxygen on first before you help someone else because you cannot help anybody if you're passed out. You cannot save your child, you cannot save your spouse if you are passed out. That's maybe the extreme example But the example is true no matter what. That is the same in life. You must look after yourself. If you are not, if you have a bunch of guilt, regret, limiting beliefs, ridiculousness that you keep telling yourself about how you don't deserve it, you are not only cheating yourself, you are cheating everyone around you from you being the best that you can be. So was it a bit tough this week? Yeah, but actually I really had to take a break and say, hey, first off, my work schedule actually coming up in the next few weeks has softened. 
So it's like, quit freaking out and put some of these into slots in the future. Anything that can wait, it can wait. But that's very tough for me. I'm a very hands-on, get it done, A-type control freak, like right this minute. But you just can't. And it was interesting. What, you know, my best friend was visiting yesterday and we uh, shared a glass of Prosecco and a cheese plate and had a great visit. I hadn't seen her in a while. She brought me actually these amazing compression tights that for the pain in my legs and my back and stuff. So I'm wearing them right now and they, I have to say, I it was like, okay, well, I've tried them on before. and They're quite costly, like $125. And I tried them on at her place once while I worked and they, they, they felt kind of nice. Not skeptical, but it's like, how much difference could it truly make? By three and a half hours of wearing them yesterday, I was on the couch watching TV and I realized I feel so much better. So yeah, I'm kind of a, I'll have to do a little um, Shelly's Weekly Wow when I get back to posting that stuff on Instagram on these particular, I've got a few things, some products and stuff I've tried the last few months that I want to share with everybody. So she was looking at me and I was talking about how I was struggling with these court case demands that come to us last minute. I didn't, I don't understand the legalities. We've been involved in it for 13 years, but someone else was spearheading it. We basically just would throw money when we need, when they asked us for it and gave our stories and paperwork when they asked. I was definitely not on page with understanding what was happening and legal stuff not my forte. I'm very good with numbers. That just comes naturally, but not not this stuff. And with my limitations now, it really, my anxiety ramps right up because I, I'm reading it and I'm not understanding it. It's so frustrating. So I needed to take a step back and I was kind of complaining to her a bit. And she just looked at me and says, shut up right now and quit believing that. I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, you stop that right now. She says, what's it like for me with my book? She's the worst bookkeeper on the planet. She's hysterical. She gets on QuickBooks Online and literally almost has an aneurysm. Like she's just overwhelmed. And I'm just thinking it's not rocket science. And she looks at me and she says, do you remember when I was in court many years ago, I'd helped her through something and she won as she should have. There were just awful, awful people that were dealing that had caused the situation. And she said, do you remember that? How long it took and how I went in and you were right there with me through it all? I'm like, yeah, she says, yeah. And I won because this is the truth. And these were the facts. And I didn't need to understand everything that was going on. I just did the best I could with what I had and proceeded. And she said, you need to do the same and quit beating yourself up about this and get some freaking rest. <laughs> I had intended on working after she left. And instead I was just exhausted, just exhausted. And then typically me feeling guilt about it. So I went downstairs I'm watching this great new show on Prime, Amazon Prime, called Carnival Row with Orlando Bloom. I just, it's fabulous. It's got the fae and the fairies and everything in it. And it's, it's a storyline that's a little bit like Hell's Kitchen. I mean, you know, racism is, is alive and well in any form. And it's basically another story like that. So it's got some hard truths in it, but the special effects are wonderful. And I think it's very well written and certainly very well acted. So I was really enjoying it, but I'm feeling guilty. I'm lying there going, I'd really like to watch the next episode and just take tonight off. I just, you know, my husband's away fishing. I'm supposed to be resting, but there's just all this guilt because there's this list of stuff to do. But what happens is I keep running myself down and then the list just grows and I'm really good for nothing. So after the second episode, I got up got myself a nice hot decaf coffee and got myself a snack and went, no, I am lying on my couch, resting my back, resting my mind and enjoying this show. That's all I'm doing tonight. And I did. 
I binge watched it all night. It was great. And then this morning, I actually did wake up feeling a heck of a lot better. For me, it's different for everyone. Working through the weekends does not work. My work week takes every bit of energy, not time, takes every bit of energy that my body allows. And the weekends have got to be a change from that. I cannot be sitting at a computer desk. I cannot be trying to solve everyone's problems and their businesses because it's too much for me. I recognize that. But sometimes we get into our own little stories we tell ourselves and away we go. We, we just keep getting stuck on this gerbil wheel. So it was really interesting having my girlfriend tell me to quit being an idiot and seeing this lady's post on Facebook and how she just simply was not looking after herself. But the best part of it was, is she had to analyze and come up with a reason and she realized this is a story that she tells herself. That's definitely the part of this that I want you to glom onto, that I want you to take from this podcast. Find out why you're telling yourself this stuff. Or first of all, find out what, what it is you're telling yourself. Then you can decide and do the research to figure out why you're telling yourself this. Now, Here's a perfect example of the stuff that we pick up as children and we carry it through. My granddaughter is eight turning nine years of age in the next month. We had her up at the wedding with us at the river. She loves it there. And luckily, uh, that is a place that her mother allows her to go with us. And we don't seem to have an issue with taking her there. She wants to be there. She's got friends there now. And so she so wants to be there with us. So we get a little bit of a little bit of um, freer reign with, with that particular location in our lives. So we're up there and we're, her and I and grandpa though, the day first day are down by the river because the kids that she plays with, they weren't available to the next day. So she had to kind of had to spend the first day with grandma, grandpa and play with us. And it is smoking hot. It's like 34, 36 degrees. And we're down at the river and there's a little eddy there where it's safe to swim. And of course, grandpa's right there. And she's on the edge and she's looking at me and she says, grandma, I can't, I'm scared. I'm like, what are you scared of? Grandpa's right there. You're not going to drown or anything. You're right there. No, it's cold. I, I'm scared. Well, cold and scared, those things don't relate. But you see, there's been something going on in her life that she has started to use this verbiage in her head. And I needed that to stop like right now. Otherwise, she's going to be therapy like the rest of us when we're our age. So I looked right at her and I said, sweet pea, you know what's between, you, you know what's on the other side of your fear? And she looked like, a, what? What's on the other side of your fear? Because it's just something you're putting in place. Everything you want in life. She didn't even respond to me. She looked at me. She looked at grandpa. She jumped in the river, swam over to grandpa. And then it was so cute because she climbed him like a tree because my husband's six foot four. And it, the water was chilly. <laughs> and then she got back in the water and swam for half an hour. I just couldn't let her. I just couldn't let that go. Under no circumstances was I going to let my granddaughter start telling herself, because we've dealt with a lot of things with her over the years. Um, when she was little, little, it was, I know that, I know that. And we kind of had to break her of that habit. It's like, sweetheart, you're three. You don't know that. You can't know that because you haven't lived long enough to know that. But it was a, a habit and a saying she got into saying. And then when she says it enough, it becomes a reality for, for you. Then the next one was when she was like five or six. What was that one? Um... The first one was, I know that. Then it was, it'll come to me in a minute. And now this new one is, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of that. Oh, I don't like that. Everything was, I don't like that. Have you tried it? Nope. I just don't like it. Nope. Sorry, that doesn't fly either. You're just telling yourself a story. That's not how this is going to work. <laughs> and now the new thing, of course, is I'm, I'm scared of that. Um, this isn't a 
man-eating tiger that's facing you. It's some cold water. So under no circumstances was I allowing that belief to start getting stuck in her little brain because it will just create a little groove there just like a record player. She'll keep telling herself that. And then she'll be like, I am right now. I've got my first speaking engagement in two weeks. It is scaring me crapless. It's just in front of 50 women in a networking group. It is what I want in life. It is everything I've been working towards. And I have to just keep breathing and not thinking about it. Or I literally will cancel and not go. Except it's been announced. So I can't really get away with that now. But it is daunting for me. And I do not know why. Because let's face it. I can talk. (laughs) There's no one that has met me, or as my listeners, you haven't met me, that doesn't realize that I can talk. So I really had to take some really hard looks at my life and my own limiting beliefs to say, why do I think I'm going to fail at this? Why am I even nervous about it? If I was walked into a room, which happens all the time, and there are 50 people there, there could be 100 people there, and someone asks me a question, I could spend 30 minutes answering that question in front of everybody. Be the center of attention doesn't bother me at all. All of a sudden, I'm behind a podium, I'm announced, and I'm going to speak on just my topic. And I'm flipping a lid. Why? There is something I have allowed in my psyche that is holding me back. So maybe that's probably why one of the reasons was when I looked at my granddaughter, it's like, yeah, no, your fear, which isn't even relative or real in any way to this situation, it's a bunch of cold water, is not why you're not going to go swimming with grandpa, which you have been begging for for two hours. Just, it's just not going to not happen. And she had the time of her life and was in the water the rest of the weekend. (laughs) These little teeny things make all the difference in the world. They make all the difference in the world. So listen to yourself. In the four agreements, that book I talk about, one of them is being impeccable with your word. And he does not just mean not lying to other people. He means talking to yourself. We live in a very highly stressed world in North America with all of our big cities and expensive homes and people can't get ahead. Do you know what? I could go on to a whole podcast about being happy where you are and, you know, making money, making money your friend. But the bottom line with that is just that we have tricked our bodies to be living in a fight or flight um, situation all the time. And that is very dangerous to our health. And it's certainly dangerous to our mentality and our spirituality. We are not meant to be like that. We are meant to be that in that situation. If a large animal is chasing us, then we run or we fight, but we do not, are not supposed to be uh, creating that sort of adrenaline and having that sort of life in a city where we're going for a job, coming home to work and raising our children. So try and listen to the words, be impeccable with your word. Try and pay attention to what you're saying to yourself. And let me tell you, and you know what? Talk to your friends. Tell them these are the things that are on your mind and they will have and give them permission to say, hey, if I'm saying dumbass stuff, tell me. I am very fortunate. I have attracted amazingly brilliant women in my life, solid, loyal friends that have my best interests at heart, but that also know me right down to my soul and they have no problem calling me on my bullshit. And I am so grateful for that. Make sure you have that in your life, that you are surrounded with that sort of support. And listen to your children if you have them or kids around you. Mary and I were talking about this the other day. She was relaying this story to me of years and years ago. She's with her ex-husband. He was an advertising exec and they had people in for dinner that brought their children. And there was this little guy. He was two years of age. Two, two, two and a half at the most. Okay. So he's walking and talking, but 
he can't see over the table or anything and was being treated like an adult only child too at the time so he has got his little plate my girlfriend's she's painting this picture brilliantly for me she's she's an amazing storyteller my friend mary and she's painting this picture about this little guy who can't see over the table but he wants more food so finally he goes up to his the side of his mom's chair and says i'd like more and she goes well it's on the table figure it out mary said i almost cried right there and I have to agree with her. Now, I'm dealing with something with my own kid right now who is pushing 32 where we are having to make him stand on his own two feet because I think we did a little too much help. We just we just keep rescuing him over the years. And we have used the excuse of his mental illness a little too often, I think. And there are some life lessons he has yet to learn. And unfortunately, I've had to step back as a mother and let him figure it out. But that's not what you ask a two-year-old to do, okay, in my world anyways. So we were comparing stories about how over the years we've had these, you know, had kids in our homes and how they, we gravitate to them and they become the center of our universe if there's something that, that we can give them. I had a girlfriend tell me, you know, years and years ago, I had her little ones over for, for lunch or dinner or something and our dog, Kaya, knocked her over. Our dog, 71 pounds, gentle as all get out, but she was just a little tight. She was only five or six and knocked her over. So she comes into the kitchen and I'm at the stove cooking for everyone. They're in the dining room and she's pulling on my pant leg, bawling these big crocodile tears. Auntie Shelly, Kaya hit me, pushed me over and hurt me. And I just got down on my hands and knees, you know, and I'm right in her face and I'm giving her love and telling her he, she didn't mean it and you're going to be fine. But 100% undivided attention. Here's the problem. Here's some, you know, here's, I, I'm hearing you. Here's how we fix the situation. Pull Kaya over, now you pet her, and all is well with the world. I didn't think twice about it. My girlfriend, many months later, says, I will never forget that incident in my head, watching you just give her your undivided attention, explanation, help, support, and then off you go. You know, you, she wasn't allowed to just hang onto your coattail for the rest of the evening. Here you go. You got to You got to go. <laughs> you can. We'll work it through. Here's your. But here's this. Let me help you with this. And a two-year-old needed help. But we have parents that are just so lost in their own world, or trying to raise these children. That in my world is like, you know what? They don't raise themselves. I'm sorry. The new aging kind of you know stuff. The helicopter parenting drives me crazy. But then the neglect as well drives me crazy. Our minds are little sponges. Our, our whole life, especially if you if you work at it. Um, I know it kind of fades as we get older and I, I really encourage people on this podcast to to stay young and stay open and continue to learn. It will keep you young and it'll keep your mind active. But when our little ones are little, they are sponges. That, that is just a sociological fact. It's been proven what kids absorb, how they can be brainwashed at such a young age. And, you know, it's just the good, the bad, and the ugly of it, of it all. There are things in a child's brain they need to be heard and supported. They do need to figure things out, but you need to help them and teach them how to do that. Telling them and completely abandoning them, them they're just going to start creating. Now, I can just tell you right now, the limiting beliefs that young boy probably developed in his brain going forward. Don't rely on anybody. I'm on my own. You know, he probably made up some wonderful assumption story about his parents' love for him as he got older. I mean, just absolutely destructive nonsense that doesn't didn't need to be there. Anyways, I got a little got, got on a little one of my segues right now, but try and be that person, be that change, be aware. Because when you're aware of you, it's very easy to be aware of others around you. We are here to become whatever that might be. We're just here to become. And 
I want to become someone that sees the world in a brighter way. I want to become someone that contributes to a better world. I want to become a person that has those types of people around me because you, you know, you are what you fill your mind with. You are, if you look at your 10, you know, they've done the, lots of big speakers talk about the people you surround yourself with. These things are all facts. And ignoring those facts, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. In the podcast that I, I just didn't like where it was going, I talked about how people winning the lottery, they say the statistic is something like 87 or 9% of people within five years have lost it all. And how if you don't have what it takes to be happy in your life right now, money's not going to change that. And that's just, that is a proven statistical fact. You might think you're the exception. I can pretty much guarantee you're probably not. Better that you work on yourself, open to the universe for its blessings, so that when those blessings come, you are 100% prepared to embrace it, to show gratitude, and to hopefully make it grow. Really big part of this. So self-care was how we started on this topic. It is imperative. Please look after yourself to the best of your ability. Self-care is a good high-functioning habit. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you again for joining me today, and remember to focus on not living in regret. I invite you to subscribe to my show so you don't miss a thing. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at either High Functioning Habits or Living Well with Shell. And I invite you to leave a rating on my show about what you like best or message me with something you'd like me to speak on next. Remember, willpower will only get you so far, then you better have a plan. <laughs>